0: Okay, I have a feeling we're live, Carl. What do you think about that uh, yeah. <laughs> good morning, Yes, good morning It's not like this isn't one of those shows where <clears throat> um, it goes live and suddenly it's all like professional right off the top, and they've got like the like the cool graphics all queued up and ready to go. This just isn't one of those shows, you know. Um, and off the top and they've got, oh, like the, like, see, like, there you go. The audio from the live stream is just bleeding through there. No problem though. You know, this is one of those shows where it's not going to be like that. We can even, uh, <clears throat> we can even get started by, uh, you know, I don't even know what the show is like Carl. What is dojo U live? Dojo you live
1: is our chance to, to sit and chat with our um, members who are doing weekly missions. Our weekly mission this week was to look at the third and fourth parts.
0: Wait, hang on. Let me bring Calum it up. Bay. Wait, so, I already we talked about this. This is not a professional show. Uh, let me bring this up on the screen. Okay, now talk about it.
1: So, is to look at the third and fourth part of Callum Bag, and that was the sort of mission to our membership uh, to work on those. Uh, do their best to, to focus on ASAP, ALAP, and... Uh,
0: ALAP, ASAP. A-L-A- so, it's, it's ALAP, ASAP. The ALAP goes first. See?
1: Yeah. And, um, of course, to submit a recording to us before Thursday morning at 7.30 a.m., at which point we have reviewed already these wonderful recordings, and um, we've assigned a score to them, and we're going to talk through... Some highlights uh, from these recordings today, and um, bring up some common trouble that people had, uh, how to address those troubles, and some strong points that we heard across the recordings. So that's sort of what we're doing today, isn't it?
0: Did you just say, "In it"? In it, yeah. That's cool. That's like that's uh, very like I don't know British or something. Here's a beautiful view of Troy, New York. It looks like it's like foggy or smoggy, but that's actually like the crisp of winter. We got, we got, uh, we got uh, visited by Jack Frost last night and it's just kind of frigid and cold looking. Uh, so there that is. And I think that is like, you know, back to the actual content of the show. I think that's the big change we've made recently is we've done all the critiques ahead of time now. So now we're just kind of revisiting the highlights. And, Carl, are we, are we trying to balance out, like, who we listened to last week versus this week, like, um, visiting some different players? Generally, yeah. Not I mean, necessarily uh, only other players, but everybody's getting a turn, right?
1: We're going to do our best, anyway. There, there's, yeah. no, there's no, like, specific list of who went this week and last week, so it might be a little bit uh, off the cuff in that sense. But, yeah, we're going to do our best. If you feel like you've been forgotten a little bit, just reach out to us. We'll let you know.
0: Yeah, we do actually. Um, if you do have a complaint, we do have a complaint hotline. Um, so complaints go to uh, Josh and Andy at chanterant That's where you send all your complaints. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> just be sure not to include our names, so they have no idea what it's in relation to. Uh, it'll be really funny.
0: Pictures of body parts recommended as well. Uh, Not like, um, and not what you're thinking. See, why did your mind go there? Like, I'm just thinking like picture of an arm, picture of a leg, toenail, something like that. See, you guys have bad, like, see, you went there and I wasn't even thinking that. And now you have me thinking that. So that's just terrible. So without further ado, let's get to our uh, first recording.
1: All right, here we go. We're going to start with Jen today.
0: I'm gonna change the font size. I think the font size we need is 13 for this. What do you think, Carl? So I think if you paste your notes in there, size 13 font will be good. Um, So let's, let's hear it.
1: Here we go.
0: This is Jen. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, you know, it, it's a really difficult. Uh, you know, it's a really difficult passage of music. Let's not like undersell that, right? Like, there's a lot of difficult things going on. It's a good performance. I wouldn't say it's um, the best thing I've ever heard Jen play, but it is solid. You know what I mean? Like, all the stuff yeah. is there.
1: And that's sort of what I touched on when I when I chatted about this this earlier is. The score might not be stellar here, but there's so much that was really good about it. And and so many and there was just a, a bunch of little things that detracted from the score, but that's simply because this is a really hard piece, really, really, really hard to get all of this mm-hmm. technique in there, keep it solid. And, and um, yeah, I mean, if we just take one step back, it's a, it's a brilliant performance, really, really good. Um, but when we dive into it nitty-gritty, there's, there's little problems throughout that, that caused a slightly lower score. It's,
0: it's hard. This is like a, super solid performance. yeah, it's a passage of music where we have to juggle seven or more balls in the air all at once. Like there, you, don't, you don't get any vacations on any of the fundamentals. Like I remember we, we, we did maybe Brown-Haired Maid or something. No, that wasn't it. It was a different tune that we had done where there frankly weren't that many ALAP ASAPs. So like that took a ball away that we no longer had to focus on, you know, uh, cause there was just like one or two ALAP ASAPs in there and that was it. So like focusing on the intricacies of dots and cuts wasn't that big of an issue. And maybe there are other tunes without a heavy like embellishment load or, uh, or whatever, right? Or maybe it's a jig without very many embellishments or ALAP ASAPs. So play that nice and slow. Suddenly you have way fewer balls to juggle in the air. Um, And then there could be some tunes as well. This, I'm just going through my list. Uh, There could be some tunes that don't jump back and forth from high hand to low hand as much. And what that allows us to do is to, to, you know, to not have to focus on the mental blowing aspects you know like the surging and the sagging that you get when you go from hand to hand if if the passage of music was mostly on one hand or the other that allows us to to um you know delegate that that juggling ball to something else and it reduces the number of things that we have in the air and i think what's really interesting about the third and fourth parts of this tune are there's no there's no break right so we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of challenge, not necessarily failure, but we're gonna have a lot of challenge in that regard because everything is going on here. We've got, you know, <clears throat> scale navigation, basic rhythm, grace note quality, embellishments, ALAP, ASAP, steady blowing and tuning all to juggle in in this yeah. uh, thing. So, yeah. uh What's interesting
1: is yeah. it, I think if you looked at or if Jen played just like one or two bars, like a phrase, she'd do exceptionally well. But what brought down the scores a little bit was that throughout the tune there was one or two bars that had one of the fundamental problems, and so it, it sort of compounds across all of the categories.
0: That's right. And, that's exactly right.
1: So yeah, that, that's important to keep in 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 mind here. Um, we're probably going to see slightly slower scores this week than last week, just because these third and fourth parts are a bear. So just keep that in mind. You know, take that. Uh, Take that in stride because this is still a fabulous performance.
0: Um, Want to go I through the elaborate notes?
1: Elaborate just a yeah. tiny bit more on the notes. Yes. Cool. So, um, scale nav. We had a couple of lift drops, meaning um, a, a crossing noise between a low um, between two notes that causes a low hand sound, like a low G or uh, low A sound. There's a few maybe slips on, on the hand as well at the end, probably because Jen was working on cutting off. Um, and, and this goes for a, any sort of performance, whether it's competition or, or a solo performance. Don't, don't worry about cutting off until you're done with the tune. Of course, the big exception to that is when you play in a pipe band, that becomes much more important. But in sort of a solo performance like this or... Anytime you're out performing on your own, don't start cutting off and ha- introduce more complexity into something until after. Just wait. Uh, you have no penalties for that in those sort of situations. Um, rhythmic accuracy suffered a little bit here because a lot of the embellishments came early, especially those B hornpipe strikes, um, and that's something where at the dojo we Put the G grace note, the first G grace note, the high G grace note, on the beat, or, or in this case, it's the off beat. Um,
2: for the pelés, so,
1: for the pelés, yeah. That
0: would be universal, right? Like, there's no—I can think of no reasonable school of thought on the pelé movement that wouldn't have the high G grace note on the beat. Um, and just to—and uh, just to add to what you're saying, like, I think rhythmic accuracy was the root of all of the fingerwork problems that we had. Um, not hitting the beats accurately. And then that puts us in a state of like confusion and and we're not, you know, our thoughts can never really get organized. To me, it was not giving full value to the dotted notes. So so it's a sort of a combo between obviously rhythmic accuracy, but one of the reasons we're getting so early to all those beats is because we're not holding the dotted notes long enough, generally speaking. Um, Anyway, carry on.
1: Um, so anyway, that's that's sort of what happened there. I totally agree. Single grace note quality, uh, this one suffered big time because there was a lot of grace note sync errors and Jen was not at all alone in this. I don't know about your recordings, Andrew, but I heard a ton of grace note sync errors to F. For whatever reason, uh, just like for example, right in this fourth bar, um, G grace note to F, there were a million sync errors. Um, across the recordings this week, right to that G grace not to F.
0: Mine were perfect. And I don't. I don't know why.
1: I don't know why, but um, that that was a, a common theme. We also had them to the F doublings as well, in in this fourth bar. So
2: uh, yeah,
1: little little issue there. Talked about the strikes already. Um, another common theme that I heard throughout the the recordings was. Uh, rushing in the ending phrase. Yeah. Playing those short notes super early.
0: That's a weird one. Cause you're right. I, yeah. That's definitely a theme. Um, c- Hey, uh, Carl, let's, um, let's listen to it again. Now that we've gone through the comments. Oh, we have to do tonal quality and tuning.
1: Yeah. Uh, tonal quality was okay. Strong beginning. And then it suffered a little bit in the second part. Drones were really close less so in the second part because of the tonal quality issues but let's let's listen to this whole thing again
0: Good yeah. There you go. a nice performance. Uh, what's up next? I feel like we took too long on that one. I feel like we took too long on that one. just uh I'm just letting you know in my internal commentary um, okay. but uh but yeah, that was nice. real good. All right. this is not you know the theme of this show is that this is not one of those shows, you know it's not going to be like. We don't have a, there's not a producer sitting over there. You know, this is just, uh, done is better than perfect. And uh, charm is better than polish. That's what I made up. I just made that one up. No?
1: It's, it's, it's charming. <laughs> it's good. Um, Andrew, do you want to listen to one of your recordings that you reviewed?
0: Yes, I, I do. I uh, pick anyone you want.
1: Okay. So we'll go to Stu then.
0: Stu! All right. Here's what, here's what Stu's feedback looked like. There it is. And, um, I like Stu's performance. I feel like Stu really. Uh, I feel like Stu really perf- did one of his best performances here on this one. So uh, I'm ready when you are. All right. Do you want to talk through it
1: first so we know what to listen for? Or?
0: Sure. Maybe that's a better way to do it. So um, try let's try it. You guys can let us know what you think. So Stu, sixty-eight point seven five. I don't know if this is the right way to do it, but. Uh, Minor catches, but overall uh, nice as far as scale navigation goes. Now, he was significantly ahead of the beat throughout, but you could definitely listen for that and how he's not really hitting the beats accurately enough, which is too bad, because I feel like the single grace note quality, the spirit is really there. Catches and sync errors, that's usually caused by the rhythmic issues, right? Like it's usually related. Those are closely related issues. Uh, Embellishment quality, excellent conceptually and then there are some kinks in there uh dot cuts really good lacking fusion before pellies and burls and we can talk maybe a little bit more about what fusion is later tonal quality real good tuning real nice except for listen for some sharpness on the high hand let's hear it cool here we go So there we go. I I think that's a real nice job. Like it's super solid from A to B. Like it's not necessarily perfect, right? We have some issues that we talked about, but I really like that the that the base, like the the minimum, the worst thing about it, let's say, was just that the rhythm needed to be a, a little bit more refined and accurate and controlled. Um, and you know what I mean. There was there. There's nothing major there. Um, maybe calibration of the drones is something to look at. Like, like as the tune went on, the drones seemed to be less stable. Um, But uh, but yeah, it seems real nice overall.
1: Yeah, it was a really, really nice performance there. Um, Some of the same things, themes, we already chatted about as well, totally applicable here. Like the very, very early C, the ending phrases. Um, Yeah. That, that that seems to be a com- that, that definitely is a common theme
0: it's the D grace note to C this is a good segue Carl it's the D grace note to C immediately into the doubling and what really needs to happen there is, that the D grace note to C needs to be fused into the upcoming doubling it's it's almost like a compound word like you don't say you don't say this I would like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you wouldn't say that would you that would be awkward how would you say it everybody says it it's common sense you would say I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right the peanut and the butter are fused together. We, you know, we would call it a compound word, I suppose, kind of. But the way we say it is fused together, even though it is two. It's definitely two different words. But we put them together in order to achieve the correct kind of flow, right? And it's the same thing here. Musically, we can't take a we can't take a break on that C musically. We want to technically but we can't do it musically. And we have the same problem, by the way, uh, throughout the third part with the burls and the peles. Technically, that's the way we want to do it because we want to set ourselves up for a successful embellishment. But musically- That's the way it's written too. Yeah, visually, it's kind of how it looks, right? But but, um, but it, that's the equivalent of saying, and I would like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I would like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. and I, Cause see how, see how like it doesn't work verbally, the flow doesn't work there. So we need, dee a dee a da da ba da a da da ba a da da dee a da ba that's how the flow of the music needs to go. And it's hard because that doesn't immediately click, technically, um, which, brings me to, um, which brings me to our little Daily Dose Fusion video that we should show to people. A little, a little bit more background on Fusion uh, coming right up here. And uh, sorry for those in the private chat area, we're just gonna have to wait and you're not gonna be able to hear this, but you can go over to your Facebook Live if you'd like to check it out. Here we go. A little fusion moment. When a dot cut rhythm comes right before an embellishment, we're faced with a very high intensity moment because a bunch of super quick notes and grace notes all have to happen at once. If you remember, anytime we see a dot cut, the goal is to play with maximum contrast such that the dotted note gets stretched as long as possible and the short note gets cut as short as musically possible. Meanwhile, an embellishment is a combination of super short melody notes and grace notes played in a rapid fire way. And what does rapid fire actually really mean? Well, it means the same as the ASAP note from the dot cut. It means we want to play these melody notes as short as musically possible. So this is where the idea of fusion comes in. The ASAP note right before the embellishment is going to join with the ASAP notes of the embellishment to create a sort of hybrid rapid fire movement. Let's listen to the first bar of Susan McCloud with some good fusion. Okay, that's the goal we're shooting for. Oftentimes, a player will hedge on this note before, in order to set themselves up for a clean embellishment, but can you hear how that wrecks the nice lift that we should have gotten from the dot cut before the embellishment? Listen to how fusing the cut note to the embellishment solves that problem. Ah, much better. Fusion can be tricky on the fingers and requires us to practice these movements to get them primed and ready for action. And this is your mission. It's time to turn on that metronome at a slow click and get to work producing great fusion between the dot cuts and subsequent embellishments. All right, that's the end of the video. And I have reinitiated all the sound. So that, you know, obviously Fusion is directly related to Alab ASAP and it's also directly related to embellishments and it's really connecting the two concepts um, and that's what makes it so, you know, so important in certain cases. Sometimes it's not really a big deal. It's definitely a big deal here and I think I noted that on Stu's notes here in our performance as well, like, you know, uh, embellishment quality, really nice embellishments conceptually, but we got to get the kinks out and then the dot cut quality and consistency lacking fusion, right, before Pellets and Burrows. So uh, so there you go. All right, Carl, shall we uh, rock and roll with the next one?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we're going to have Anders up next
0: here. So, Hi, Kurt from Malta. If you're watching out there, even if it's not the live cast, definitely comment in and say hello and uh let us know how things are going
1: i visited malta last year it's a beautiful little country
0: i mean um it's so crazy i'm tr- we're trying to uh my wife and i want to go on one of those biking cruises and so we can actually see all because we've never really seen europe and it's like now that we have kids the rest of our lives are over basically so we have to like uh you have to figure that out how to get how to get to all those really cool places just kidding get
1: the cruise just just come over i'll i'll show you around for for a couple of weeks
0: you're not going to take us to everything that the, and the, and you don't have like you don't have local wines and stuff like that we were looking at it and it's like it is we if we do it it is going to be kind of awkward although maybe a little bit poetically fitting like i think most of the people that go on the viking cruises are like retired Mm -hmm. you know
1: all right let's get back on task here
0: i said i said retired beth's beth says i meant old but beth you said that not me all right so was it good to preview was it good to preview what we're listening for was that a good thing
1: i think so i think so all right train people's ears but what do you guys think comment in here's your moment everybody yeah comment in is that helpful or do you want to listen first
0: ken ken wants to know what's wrong with being retired and uh that sounds good to me i'd love you know i'm gonna i'm gonna retire soon it's got to keep the memberships rolling in But then that's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Can't really retire if more memberships are rolling in.
1: Okay, so let's go through the comments first here. Uh, So, Anders, we have, um, let's see. Embellishments causing some earliness throughout, right? We're we're touching on another common theme here. Um, G Grace Note Sinks. At the, um, this time we had it in some of the E doublings from F, right? Uh, another common classic bagpiper problem, playing E doublings from F, and we often get little sync errors in there. So um, listen for those. Uh, they can be quite subtle, and that's that's one of the reasons that why they sort of sneak by, sneak by very often, It's because they can be quite subtle, but you actually get a little switch happening there. And that's literally what happens, but when you play that fast, it sounds very similar to a doubling. Wait, do that again? They're not quite right.
0: Let me see your fingers. So wait, what's happening? So we're going to the E doubling, and what do you say is happening?
1: That we get a little switcheroo, that finger down. And we get sort of a run down the scale there.
0: It's not just a grace note sync?
1: Well, no, I would call it a grace note sync error, but physically what happens there is because the grace note gets so big and our fingers are moving, we get that run down the scale.
0: Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay.
1: a little inversed. I don't know.
0: So it's, the same, it's a different way of thinking about the same thing because it's this, right? I think so. No, that's different.
1: No, it's slightly different. Um, for me, it, so yeah, maybe it's not quite exactly the same thing. Uh, what I'm hearing here anyway, is that G grace note to E is not clean. And I think that has more to do with the size of the G grace note.
0: I see what you mean. Circumstance. So the G, so the F grace note is being left out because you're hearing something reminiscent of a doubling already. Kind of. Yeah, it still
1: sounds like a doubling, even though we don't quite get everything in there. Interesting. Um,
0: Learn something new every day. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, let's see. Strikes are a little bit labored through this recording, and that's fine, right? This is a pretty good sign of working on them and, and working to improve the embellishments here. Um, keep the focus on the steps. We're gonna hear the steps aren't hundred percent even here. Um, and then rushing through the GDEs, the ending phrase. Da 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 Lastly, in terms of tonal quality and tuning, um, this is where the the, the performance suffered a little bit more is there's definitely a lot of movement in the blowing and we're on the very bottom edge of this reed. We're gonna hear a couple of small chokes in there. Um, And as a result, and this is one of the things that I mentioned when I reviewed this um, recording before in live is the, the drones Aren't exactly with the channel, and I think the biggest reason is that the chanar is imbalanced, which could very well be from the lack uh, from the underblowing, right? If uh, if we hear more blowing through here, a, a stronger uh, tonal quality, a stronger blowing uh, on that reed, that's going to sharpen up the top hand a little bit more and bring everything better into tune. Let's hear it. So that's what we're going to listen for. Uh, here we go.
0: I have lots to think about now. I'm ready to hear it. I'm excited. That's a weird one. Like that makes me you know, confused because like cuz I looked at the score, I was like this seems way better than a 58. Then I went through the criteria though, and I agree with most of what you have here. You know, like there were little issues with everything. Yeah. Um, maybe if anything is oh, a little low there? Yeah, but there is a giant choke in the second part and that's like not not what you want. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, Yeah.
1: But see, this is a. I think this is a really great example of where tonal quality really is is so important. Because if if Amos has just moved that up like five percent, everything would have been better in terms of that instrument. Like the drones were they were great at the beginning, but they weren't perfectly tuned. Everything would have been a lot better if we had just boosted that pressure 5%, um, everything would have been closer in tune as well.
0: It's interesting, like, um, it's a good... just on that point, right? Like, that reminds me of Jack and Terry Lee. I'll tell you why. I, you know, and, you know, I spent a lot of time with Jack and Terry Lee when I was, you know, uh, 17, 18, 19, and, like, you know, playing in the band and, and learning. And, you know, what they would do with a student in that situation is... They would just bring the drones down. They would just, uh, you know, bring the, you know, they would just sharpen the drones a little bit. They would reach up, grab the kids' drones, sharpen them, and then just that would be it. And what's interesting is like you would listen to the band practicing like throughout the winter and stuff, the kids' band, and you'd often hear lots like flatness on the high hand and stuff, right? But what's really going on there? Like you bring the drones down, why? And and that's all, in my opinion if anders had just tuned his drone slightly sharper the whole problem might have been moot and like i really like the sound of his pipes overall but but you just by sharpening the drones you give yourself psychologically uh you you, you want to lean into it you want to blow into the chanter to get those notes up to the drones a little bit and um uh and just by doing that right you can teach a kid without the kid even knowing it cuz like most of these kids are like 12 years old or something they're not thinking to themselves like oh i I think it might be slightly below the sweet spot there you know that's not what a kid is thinking like a kid is just going for it but by just sharpening those drones without even needing to explain anything you can teach a person to blow uh higher on the reed and get into that sweet spot avoid the chokes get the better tonal quality and stuff and um you know i remember thinking even at 16 or 17 it's like Why did Jack just do that? You know, now that, now the high hand notes sound flat to me, you know? Uh, But then, you you know, but that's, I think that's why. Yeah. You're teaching.
1: Push that pressure.
0: Yeah. Without having to explain anything, you're teaching somebody to blow towards a sweet spot. So, and that, you know, we, uh, I think uh, if we do get to Beth's recording, we'll hear that again this week. Like Beth gets the performance and the chanters uh, a little sharp to the drones and then, um, and then, yeah, what do we, what do we really need to do there? Cause a whole bunch of problems result from that. We need to bring those drones down, even if it's maybe a little too far by accident, because, uh, that's better. Like slight flatness is better than slight sharpness.
1: Yeah. It's less grading on the ears, less noticeable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Absolutely. 100% more forgivable. Like a sharp high A, forget it. Uh, You know, that's not going to pass in a contest, but a flat high passes all the time.
0: Same with the F, same with the F, 100%. Like a sharp, if slightly sharp F is like, feels like someone's drilling into my brain, slightly flat F, I could be talked into thinking that sounds great. Yeah. Like really easily, you know, like I, I like that F, that F's a little thick, you know, but it's not like, oh my God, shoot me. So there it is. Uh, what's next?
1: Well, uh, you brought off
0: Beth's recording.
1: Why not head there?
0: Well, Beth, Carl, <laughs> <it's> thrown <laughs> down you the gauntlet.
1: Cursing us for that.
0: <laughs> it's interesting, Beth. Uh, so uh, let me bring up my notes. Yeah, we're here for you. I'm bringing up my notes here for Beth. But like, so Beth had the, uh, you know, and, and we've had this problem for several weeks, Beth. So it's definitely something to look at. Um, the the whole thing, chanter very sharp to the drones. Uh, and, and it's not necessarily that you need to work on your tuning. Like, I think you're actually pretty close here. But we need to like, before we start the performance, we need to like, we need to remember to click, uh, check off that checkbox. Like, do I need to bring my drones down right now? Has my chanter gone a little bit sharp? Like, do I need to do one final movement of the drones? Um, And in this case, the answer is definitely yes. And when in doubt, maybe you need to move them a little bit. Maybe, notice I didn't say definitely, but maybe when in doubt, just going like a half a millimeter sharper on the drones uh, could be a safe bet. You know, because...
1: We'll let you know if it's too far.
0: And it's because that slight flatness is better than slight sharpness. Anyway, I'm ready. uh, Or Should we go through it? Let's go through it. Super quick. And then listening points only. Some weird catches in the scale navigation. Listen for those. Leading the beat a little bit throughout. Um, Not a lot. I don't think it was quite as much as Stu, for example. Just listen for that. Uh, Some grace notes still too big. And then we had a lot of misses on the B strikes, particularly in the Pele, so that had a big impact on the third part. Embellishment quality, okay, but the issues above are obviously going to have a negative impact on the embellishments too. Like if we're leading the beat and we got some grace notes that are big and some catches and stuff. And I thought it was round overall with the dot cuts. Not terrible, but but we, we could use more contrast. Tonal quality, you can have a listen, it's like lots of surges and and thin a thin overall sound, right? But it's because you're fighting with the tuning. The tuning of the chanter is sharp. And so like to get things sounding better, even without even necessarily realizing it, you have to blow less hard to get it to sound even remotely okay with the drones. Now you're blowing less hard. You're getting less harmonic response out of the reed some chokes. And, but then you get to the high hand and it's now that you're blowing... Lower, it's so much easier to surge because, you know, you're so low on the overall pressure. So, uh, like, it's related, I think. Uh, I think looking at this tuning issue would definitely be a good thing. Okay, let's go.
1: Cool. I have one quick interjection. Beth says that she has trouble getting a little finger down on the B strikes. Because you're trying to put both fingers down at the same time. Don't think so hard. Simply put your pinky down. Aim with your pinky finger. The other finger will follow around, all around, follow it down at the exact perfect time. Aim with your pinky uh, for those B-strikes. That's the secret to getting them um, solid every time. Aim with your pinky. If your yeah. pinky makes it down to the chanter on time, the B-finger will be right there with it. You'll have no rolling crossing noises or anything. Incidentally, when you come up from the strike, lift your B-finger, not your pinky.
0: It's the it. same like you know uh for me i know i can go and i'm i'm to augment what carl said i think that's great advice to me i i know i can go from b to low g melody in as as a melody note i know i can go from b to low g with no crossing noises or anything and and i can go back so i actually kind of maybe flip the switch there break my own rules a little bit and and all i do is visit low g like like i'm playing a super fast melody note like don't tell the dojo U principle, I said this, but that's all I'm doing. Uh, and then get a nice deep, full low G sound there. Um, even if, you know what I mean? Uh, and certainly for practice, as I'm learning. To me, that's my trick. And I do this, I would do the same on a D, on a D strike. Especially as my fingers start to cave in on themselves as I get older. That trick is pretty helpful. Okay, let's do it. Here we go. Great nice job, Beth. Yeah, that's
1: really, really good, Beth. Really, really, really good. Nice, nice playing there. Um, drones w- were locked in together. Yeah. Really, really good this week. Just yeah, I, I agree. We just need to reach up there a tiny little bit and go ding, 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 and bring all three of them down. And uh, yeah, you had had
0: it. So. It's like yeah, um. Beth,
1: you are making great progress with this. So don't. Yeah, don't be discouraged in the least, but you're making really good progress here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, we've kind of seen that this, this week, like 58 is not a bad score this week. No. You know, it's because we're juggling all seven balls in the air, you know, aver- the average score going down a little, that's life. <laughs> I have tunes like that too, where my average score goes down. I, I try not to play those tunes in public. <laughs> i like it uh it's, we're on a 13 minute warning how many you want to do one or two more
1: well yeah let's let's do one more and uh we'll see how that goes uh let's see who is up next oh i think uh i don't, I don't know if we got to john last week so we're gonna do a john
2: Ooh.
0: john holcomb Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to say last names on the the air. No, don't worry, guys. Only seven people are watching, one of which is John himself. All right. So here we go. Um, So,
1: John, uh, definitely building progress here in this recording. Um, in terms of the last couple weeks. So so good uh, good trajectory here. Keep up the good work. Um, scale nav. Some little uh, lift drop crossing noises here. Degrace note to C, giving you a little bit of problems. Uh, and, and that's right here in the first, uh, first bar. So watch out for that guy. Um, sync errors in some of the doublings. Degrace notes uh, were good or not there at all. So that that seems to me, you might be gripping the channer a little bit more to try and get those grace notes smaller. Um, Caution there. Gripping the channer to make grace notes smaller is not generally a good approach. We gotta use our muscle to move the finger, but not to clamp things down and make them smaller. Generally has lots of other negative side effects.
0: It's okay though, like we don't wanna go back to totally relaxed either. So like, so take, take, yeah, take what Carl said and back slightly off of the grip, but we may need a little more grip than we used to have, right? Like you have to like, finding that balance is difficult, right? And if anything, uh, if anything in my own playing, that's something I will, I will make adjustments to, um, you know, on a regular basis, like, like, oh man, I just, I've just been gripping too hard lately on my light music. And so I back off ever so slightly but then I'll have days where it's like I need more grip on this thing you know uh etc yeah. so uh so just continually to, continuing to make slight adjustments to find that balance
1: yeah okay. uh strikes a little inconsistent high g doublings steps not quite there uh tonal quality pretty good sagging in the second part drone's not 100% locked uh cut quality some were very good Some were very, very good here, nice fusion moments. Some were super early and on the large round side. So um, the consistency, not so much there. Sometimes it was very good. Let's go ahead and have a listen. about this performance
0: it was good is
1: like i can imagine john just sitting back and playing confidently and 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 yeah like you can hear that uh this is a strong performance for that reason like it's just uh
0: i like the great you know so issues in there yeah like single grace note quality uh it's good I, i i mean uh i think three maybe might be too low I love the strikes, and I like the quality of the grace notes so much more than before. So maybe that's that scores too low, or maybe last week wasn't low enough. But that's a huge. <laughs> that was a little joke there. Uh, yeah, Might have gone
1: more for the sync errors. Yeah. Than the size, Andrew. Yeah. There's a lot of little sync errors in there, um, so that's why I ended up at three. Uh,
0: yeah, <clears throat> it's good
1: though. Yeah, I mean size better really really better
0: so mm-hmm.
1: mm. yeah I like it a lot that's nice playing there John
0: the tenors are not locked in and they seem to get worse with blowing changes so I think a calibration uh, I think recalibration may, may be calibrating a little bit tighter to the strength of the channel read because they're you know because at times they're n- not so bad and then at times they're bad or maybe they're getting wet they could be getting wet too um but just have a have a look at that.
1: Um yeah, that John, you saw that Andrew added in there that it was the bass was in tune.
0: Yeah, the bass was good. I was just a ten it's just a tenor's issue and, and so you just have that little like like annoying like tenor thing. Like the bass will be less annoying. The the bass will be just kind of like I don't know what the word is, like uh it's like a, it's like a less it's a it's a more dull problem. With the drones? Like it's a dull pain I feel when a bass is out. And then the tenor is more like abrasive. Like like
1: because it's the natural it's another game of percentages there, Andrew, right? The the bass is two times removed uh from the notes on the channel, yeah. two or three, depending on which note. Yep. But and the tenor's closer. And so yeah, the percentage change of a small error is higher, or there's percentage difference. It's higher in a tenor than the bass. Well,
0: and the frequencies are lower, like like all of the frequencies, when something is out of phase, right, uh, you, you have resonances along a variety of different frequencies, and that's that's why we hear the wah-wah sound, right? It's like, you know, when something's out of phase, we hear beating, right? We hear it at a certain rate, but we also hear, like, the resonances, right? It's It's harmonics clashing with each other, right, like every certain period of time, but the harmonics are lower in the bass. So you don't, you know, you don't, you don't experience it in the same way. Uh, but it's, that's neither here nor there. It's
1: just cool. It's cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. The the rabbit hole is infinitely deep. Yeah. Um, but
1: John, so. I mean, stellar performances, we kept, keep up the good work there. Um, you know, that that's a, a, a really nice, nice job, so.
0: Okay, uh, how about some ear candy?
1: uh who would you like roberta all right here it
0: comes roberta went for a, roberta went for a high that will be quick because roberta went for a high tempo this week so um so i think some of the fingerwork stuff suffered as a result and so you'll see that in my notes um so like scale navigation we had some issues rhythmic accuracy maybe struggling to keep up with the tempo like maybe maybe two beats per minute less and everything would have clicked. Um, So you can hear some of that, but uh, the bagpipe sounds incredible. And uh, I think this is a great performance to end the show on. Let's have a listen. All
1: right. Here we go.
0: that's good uh and you know just like annoying crossing noises in there i'm sure roberta is more annoyed than we are uh about it but
1: uh that's a, that a grace note crossing noise syndrome that a lot of us suffer from
0: yeah um I
1: include myself in that sometimes
0: yeah for sure but man it's really really nice don't be afraid to slide there's a great example a slightly sharp f really distracting if it was equally as flat instead of sharp, I probably wouldn't have even mentioned it. You know, uh, try a little bit of tape, try a little bit of tape on that F. Um, But uh, yeah, real good playing. Score might even be too low, like, like scale navigation, yeah, we heard some big crossing noises, but three, three means average, and that's still probably above average, so, you know. Go ahead and you can give yourself a couple extra points if you want, Roberta. Extra points. So uh, I think that's a g- good place to stop for today's show. Um, I am in need of, I am in need of two more signups for the Dojo U cruise. Uh, contrary to popular belief, we don't make cajillions of dollars on this cruise. Uh, the objective of this cruise is uh, to bring all of our online people together for a great social experiment. No, experience, not necessarily even an experiment, a great social experience. That's what we did in 2017. Uh, we all got together on the cruise and had a blast, uh, like actually getting to interact in person. And, and of course, we do a ton of great bagpipe learning stuff uh, in person as well. Some of the stuff that's harder to do over the Internet is great to do in person. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm in need of a couple more signups. Uh, so if,
1: I should be there.
0: Stu, what's it gonna take to
1: make sure you're there?
0: Oh yeah, Stu is like a definite candidate. Yeah, Stu was on the first one. Um, but uh, what we, we're really close to just breaking even on the whole project, which would be super for us. Um, we need one or two more signups. And uh, Ken has agreed to dance the YMCA for you if you sign up, but only to these last few signups. It, it, Ken is offering a private showing. Uh, So that's really nice. Um, So there you go. I mean, that's, I wish I had waited to sign up. So Stu, you could be in luck. You may have just, you may have held out long enough to get the extra perks. Um, But yeah, shoot me a private message on Facebook or, or send us an email or something. If you're even remotely interested in the cruise, like maybe there's some questions you have that are holding you back. Uh, maybe the, um, you know, yeah, maybe there's just some details that, that we can help you understand now that'll, that'll make it a good fit for you. Oh, Ken says fake news. All right. No, no private YMCA showings from Ken. That's too bad. Don't worry. We'll, we'll talk him into it. It's
1: going to be posted shortly.
0: Um, so, um, just cruise.dojouniversity.com. And then uh, we also have a sister event, not quite as glamorous, considerably more affordable, the Tuning Clinic, tuning.dojouniversity.com. That's the first weekend of May here in Troy, New York, uh, which, uh, whoops, that was not even remotely a big enough font increase. There you go. Uh, Those are the two places, those are the special dojo events that we wanna make sure we promote. If you've made it this far in the show, It means you have to come. Siri says, when is the date? The cruise is uh, March 3rd through 10th. Siri, you're like the perfect example of someone we got to get on that cruise. You've been a friend of the dojo so long that, uh, you know. I'm pretty much obligated. You're pretty much obligated. You know, price should be no object. Um. It's not the cheapest, it's not the cheapest piping thing you've ever done in your life, but it is the best. So, you know, you just have to, exactly. It's the best, most fun zip zip lines and, uh, you know, sun in March. So I digress. Good show. I mean, if if we're being honest, we're giving ourselves a critique. Maybe it started a little slow, uh, not necessarily the most organized, but that's what it is. And I haven't dropped a single frame today. So good job to, um, my massive mesh Troy, New York internet company. Good job guys. If you're out there watching, thanks for the internet connection. See you later. We'll see you next week.